Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. There was an interesting uh, episode of The Patriot Act. I don't know if you've ever seen this. Uh, the Patriot Act is a uh, Netflix show. And uh, Hassan Minaj is the host of this, formerly of uh, with The Daily Show, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and it's a, it's a fascinating, uh, very smart, very well done show and, and looks at politics and makes us look at things that perhaps we didn't see right away. Uh, anyway, uh, a new episode of the, of, uh, Patriot Act, uh, dropped yesterday. Uh, and, uh, in that they talk about Canada and pr- specifically prime minister Trudeau, and they've actually interviewed him in his office. Uh, not sure why the prime minister's office sort of, uh, allowed all of this to happen and, um, and, and set the prime minister up kind of the way they did. Now, in the end, I, I think they did full circle with all of this. And the presentation is basically Canada isn't what it seems, you know, Canada is admired by the world. It's, uh, the place where everybody wants to go. Um, but there's more beyond, uh, I guess, um, uh, the beaver and the Mountie to Canada. And that's what, what Hassan was trying to, uh, to point out. So he eventually gets a interview with, uh, the prime minister and, uh, in a very comedic way, sort of, sort of sets his guests up for, uh, the ultimate question, as they say, uh, here is a small segment of that show. Now it's so weird to me that this progressive peace loving place has a deal to sell tanks to the Saudis, especially when Trudeau's government has been so vocal about their brutality. They slammed the Saudis for the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, and Trudeau himself condemned the kingdom's human rights abuses. So I had to ask Trudeau about the arms deal, but I wanted to be tactful. I mean, I'm in the guy's office. (laughs) So I had to go in with another game. Finish the sentence. Tim Hortons is... Uh, a Canadian institution. Nice. Finish the sentence. Kawhi Leonard should. Uh, Should be very proud of what he accomplished uh, in his time in in Canada. I completely disagree. Kawhi Leonard should never return to Canada because he is a traitor. That's the correct answer. You know, people bring American sentiments onto Canadian politeness every now and then. Finish the sentence. Mm -hmm. Canada will not sell any more weapons to Saudi Arabia, period. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I missed that one. Canada will not sell any more weapons to Saudi Arabia, please. It's more of a statement. That's a, that's, a, that's a good statement. That's a good statement. You said nine months ago you guys would be examining it, mm-hmm. and it takes about three months to study for the LSAT, so that's a pretty good examination time. You could, you could announce it right here, right now. We, We're canceling we, the deal. We take our... We got it right our, here, wild on camera. We take our legal responsibilities and the breaking of contracts very seriously in this country. I'm telling you, they watch the show. Like, I'm t- they really watch the I, show. I don't doubt they do. I'm sure they're keeping an eye on you. All right. Uh, that was an excerpt from the Patriot Act with Hansen, uh, Hassan Massa, uh, Minaj uh, and he interviewing Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. And basically the premise of the whole thing was everybody wants to go to Canada. Look how great it is. And then when you unwrap it and you peel back the layer of the onion, perhaps it's not as great as 
everybody thinks it is. Although at the end, he's, he kind of does full circle in all of this and, and basically says he's still probably better than any of the rest. So I think in the end he was supporting the prime minister, but certainly got a, a few digs in uh, along the way. Nonetheless, let's bring in Alyssa Freeman, a public relations consultant, Alyssa PR. She is with us now. Alyssa, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Oh, as always, Scott. Uh, your thoughts on, on this show and, and what happened and, and, and how it all presented itself, and should the Prime Minister have been sitting there? Do you think that the people surrounding the Prime Minister hate him? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, by the look on the Prime Minister's face there, I, I'd say yes. <laughs> you know what? You, know, you can even see thinking, like, who thought this was a good idea? Yeah. You know, this is past, we are well past, hey, I'm the cool kid. And I know why they did this. You know, I, I, it's it's like, well, maybe we can replicate the the Justin Trudeau or JT, as Hassan Minaj calls him. But, um, you know, maybe we can replicate that before this election cycle, when he was cool, when they were showing the, you know, the shirtless uh, Trudeau with the tattoo. And, 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 and here we are, we're going to be on this, this great, really cool Netflix show, and he's going to do really well, and this is his sort of jam, and... Yeah, but it's four years later. Lots has happened. And believe me, first of all, that show, I will absolutely start watching it. I'm going to go home tonight and watch it on Netflix. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, he was he's very quick, very smart, yeah. He's very, very smart. Yeah. And, you know, something like this, uh, you know, what's brilliant about the show is that it parses very difficult subjects in a way it, that is um, in sound bites and is easy to digest. So, for example, when he was talking about uh, SNC-Lavalin, you know, you can go on and on describing what SNC-Lavalin is all about to somebody, but this guy manages to get it down into three minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, the trips to India and Trudeau dancing and then, you know, Trudeau's different looks. And when you, it's, it's actually quite damaging. It's, it, in my opinion, uh, as a communicator and, you know, when you work for an organization, your job is to protect the organization and your job is to protect the CEO or whoever you're putting in front of the camera. You only want to make them look good. You know, Justin Trudeau may have looked good in the interview, but he did not come off great. And Minaj is, you know, he's got that friendly, disarming way. He invited him to Ottawa. They invited him into his office. He asked questions that the press gallery what just won't ask anymore. You know, you said you weren't going to sell any more weapons to the Saudis. Well, are you? And, you know, everybody wants to ask him these questions. So it was absolutely worst case scenario for Trudeau to be in that interview. It's, uh, how long is that show? It's like 27, 28 yeah, minutes. Yeah. And, you know, you think a news clip is bad when it comes out on, on the news and the news clip runs four minutes or at its length, four minutes, 45 seconds. This I can tell you with some, you know, mm-hmm. sense of that I know what I'm talking about. This is 27 minutes of bam, bam, bam. One thing after another just served up. And but then at the very know, end, he's, he he kind of comes full circle and said, and then said, but you know, uh, the other guys aren't any better, so he seems to be the best option. Well, I guess so. After he beat the after it. he beat the hell out of him, he kind of gave him a kiss and sent him out the door. I know, but you know, I mean, I think that's just a tactic. Really? Yeah. Would he say that? Well, would he say that about every world leader? No, probably he wouldn't. And would he say that if he was interviewing Trump? No, he probably wouldn't. But can you imagine Trump's people putting him on his show? Can you imagine that ever happening? No. 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 
So why did it happen for Justin Trudeau? Why did they think that he would get some sort of free pass? Um, so you, you think know, they were trying to re- you, you think they were trying to recapture that uh, that energy of the first campaign? A hundred and ten percent. Yeah. And it didn't quite work out that way. And as the more I kept watching it, I'm like, oh my god! It was it, it, got, it was a little uncomfortable at times when you weren't this laughing. Is horrible. Yeah. And and yeah, and I was, you know, admittedly I didn't get all the way through it, but uh, luckily I got up to the parts that you're talking about. <laughs> but I was thinking, wow, this you can just tell by like, he's sitting there, and I, I can only imagine what happened afterwards, Scott. What happened to you know the team when you had the meeting, and he says, well. What I bet you that interview in that office was a lot shorter than it was intended to be because he did a lot. There wasn't much of those, the clips of him actually in the office. A lot of it was set up too. So I'm thinking as it went south, they ended it. Well, here's what happens. What happens when you have an interview like that, it's just not the host and the camera operator and maybe a producer that comes up. Um, it's also his PR people and his comms people. So there are one or two people. I wonder if Gerald Butts was in the uh, room when that went down. Oh, would I love to see a white shot to see who was in that room, Scott? I don't know. But there had to be somebody. And I don't know if Jerry Butts would have been in on that because it's not so much of a campaign thing. So had he been there, uh, it probably would be uh, great optics. But definitely Kitty Telford might have been there. There might have been somebody who reports to Kitty Telford in there. But as those questions got crunchier, um, they didn't stop him from asking those questions either. Like normally, you know, the PR person would interrupt. Yeah. Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders did that all the time, right? Mm. So the PR person interrupts and says, okay, no, we're not answering that. And it, and the other thing, too, is that you also have to be careful because these guys don't stop rolling just because you say exactly. stop. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, 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 do you think he was set up? Do you think this is unfair? Well, it's only unfair if you didn't know it was happening. That was my but, that's my next point. I mean, it's unfair if you're not prepared. But still, it, anybody would have watched one or two of these shows. Well, you would have thought they would. Anybody would have watched and they would have said, "Okay, this might not be the right thing for our guy." You know, I mean, how bad could it get? You know, you run through the scenarios. How bad could it get? And it got pretty bad. And even if you think that there is a 20% chance that this could go south and you're dealing with the leader of the country and you're dealing with somebody whose approval ratings are low and going into a federal election, this is what you want to do. This is like serving up 27 minutes of tape to all your opposition and saying, here, have at it. And what about the uh, response, still better than the competition? Does that, does that fly with Canadians? I don't know. I mean, you know, does everybody watch this show? No. The yeah. fact that we're talking about it, are people going to start tuning in? Yes. Um, I really haven't checked social media yet or to see where this is landing on Google News. Uh, if that's the case, if people start talking about it, then yes, it might. The one thing that they do have going for them is that all the talk show hosts, right now are on hiatus. So, I mean, everybody watches everybody else. We all know that. So there's really nobody who's going to go live at this moment to maybe take advantage of that and skewer it. I don't know if um, any of the Canadian shows uh, that, that do that are, are going to you know jump on that, but they might. But honestly, this is like the type of tape that lives forever. 
I thought what was fascinating when he put up the poll numbers of both leaders and oh, more. Oh my God. And, and why? Why does that? Why does that surprise us, Alyssa? Why? Why does it take a comedian to hold up a graphic like that to drive home the reality that more Americans love Trump than Canadians love Trudeau? You know, does I that resonate like with the, Canadians? Um, it might resonate in a way of shock. You know, it's hard to compare the two, but it might resonate in a way of shock. You know, let's talk about, I just want to talk about his, his his form of humor here. You know, there are so many comedians now who are afraid of not being politically correct. So, they're, so you know, humor is undergoing a bit of a, 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 an yep. evolution here because you're not allowed to say things that maybe you were. So when Lenny, it's almost like we're back to the times pre-Lenny Bruce, right? Mm-hmm. You know, when he first started coming out with these things that were sort of shocking, People were, oh my goodness, you know, he was banned, it was terrible, and, you know, people were appalled. And then, you know, you start getting into guys like George Carlin and, you know, people who are, you know, ready to sort of push the envelope. Now we've come full circle. Someone like Jerry Seinfeld is not even doing college tours anymore. He refuses. Yeah. Because he's going to say something that upsets somebody and then they're going to go crazy. So, you know, you look at Minaj and you think... This guy is pushing the envelope, but in a very, very disarming way. He's putting his own point of view on regular news stories and proven facts that that shock you or render you a little bit speechless and uncomfortable when you watch it. And that's one thing that, you know, comics can do when they're, you know, talking about the state of affairs or the things that everybody does every day. That, you know, they're meant to disarm you, it's meant to maybe even shock you, or it's meant to even, you know, get you to think. And there's comics throughout history who've been very, very good at that. And that's why I think this is so successful, that it's done in a very entertaining way, and um, people are enjoying it. So, for example, um, oh, I'm th- I can't think of his name, last week tonight, who is that? He's on every Sunday. John Oliver. On HBO. John Oliver. John Oliver. So John Oliver started this, right? And he's on HBO, so it's not it's not a pay-for-play service, but he started doing that. He's very funny, but boy, when he skewers you, he skewers yeah, you. Yeah. And Minaj is very, very much in that same vein, and I think that we're going to see comics taking more of that approach so that they can push the envelope and don't have to care about being so politically correct. Good for them. Um, I think one of the reasons this is damaging, too, and again, I watched the whole thing, and he sort of comes around the back end and gives him a nice pat and sends him out the door um, and sort of gives him kudos. So you're not sure, did did that guy just get screwed over or not? I'm not quite sure. It leaves you feeling that way, which is obviously the way you should be feeling after something like this. It makes you think, but you're not sure how or why. But what it does do is it sells the narrative that he's not as sold. He's not as prescribed. He's not what we thought he was. Not as advertised. He's not as advertised. He's the imposter, as McLean's called it. And I think that's the part that drives home, and I think that's the part that that, that, uh, Hassan uh, Hassan was trying to make, was that this guy, you know, everybody looks at Canada like they're so much better than everybody else, and when you dig deeper, they're no different than anybody else, and they got their own problems. And I think that's what is damaging here is that he's not as advertised. That's what I think may resonate. Your thoughts? Well, you know, I think this is something that the his adversaries really are going to jump on, whether it will be in some sort of advertising campaign, whether it will be at the debates. 
Um, you also have to remember that Jody Wilson Raybould is coming out with a book tour. Yeah. And that's going to be starting soon, actually. Yeah, and September 26th or something, latter part of September, I believe. Well, can you imagine? Do you think that was well-timed? So, mm. so you have the debates, which are coming up, right? And then you have this book tour, which city after city after city, like if you want to damage somebody who you felt ruined you, this is a great way to do it. Yeah. And, you know, this is going to be very, a very, very difficult campaign for Trudeau, because before he was sort of, you know, he, he represented the a bit of the unknown. He represented everything that Harper wasn't. He represented, you know, we wanted to feel better about who we were. And he, he represented that. And we still hearken back to his victory speech when he talked about sunny ways, my friend, sunny ways which is a great catchphrase, except that you've got to live up to it or it's going to come and bite you in the butt. Yeah. I think that it'll be very interesting to listen to his turns of phrases, um, to listen to the way that he answers questions from now on. I think he's going to be much cagier. I think that his staff is under, you know, absolutely under no terms are they going to do any um, unfriendly interviews or any interviews that would appear unfriendly, or at the very least, if they want to do that, then they will probably request the questions beforehand. Hmm. And is that something that reporters, that you can ask reporters to do all the time? No, it really depends on the format of the show. But on a new show, no, it's, you know, it's a bit of gotcha journalism, and we all know that. But by the same token, you know, this, this really puts the pressure on his team to make sure that from now on, that there are no more missteps of, of this, of this uh, mm. nature. Uh, one more point, and we've only got a little bit of time left, uh, and this is completely different, but I, I've been very concerned how, especially after all the rhetoric we've been hearing about uh, class sizes, uh, the battle going on between the teachers' unions and the Doug Ford government and such, as the school year started, things are relatively quiet. Do you believe, I do, that come the middle of October, this is all going to blow up for Doug Ford, and just before the federal election, we'll be throwing mud around about teachers and Doug Ford cuts in order to uh, campaign against Andrew Scheer. Do you think there's a timing issue here, and the Ontario teacher strike is going to blow up just prior to the election? Well, you know, whenever you're... Mark my words. Mark uh, your words. Uh, yeah. I mean, honestly, you know, you've obviously put a, a stake in the ground, and I, and I think it's a well-thought-out one. Um, you know, when you're doing these type of campaigns, you're going week by week. And sometimes you like to predict what type of messaging is going to be out there. Sometimes you just have to react to it. I think that right now the unions have been waging a very successful um, advertising war uh, against Doug Ford and the Conservatives. And you've been seeing all the campaigns. There's a lot of very well-made commercials, expensive-looking commercials. You can't tell me they're not. And the ad buys are huge. They're absolutely huge because they're all playing in prime time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, even if you didn't know anything about media buys, you would know that they're paying a pretty penny. So you compound that with there's there's some great empathy that the unions have been building up for their constituency because of these things. So it could work one of two ways. The unions can say, "Okay, well, we're going to go on strike right before the election because that's the marching orders. And if they do so, it will absolutely throw a monkey wrench into 
all politics going, not just Doug Ford, but, you know, also uh, the Conservatives at large, and feed directly into the liberal narrative is of, do you want yeah. to vote in the, you know, the yeah. federal... Uh, He's just like them, yeah. I think you're gonna. I think I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna see it. However, I think the public is looking at this a different way this time out because they've done this with every single political party. I think the public's getting tired of this. Uh, anyway, Alyssa, with that, we're out of time. I got to let you go. Alyssa Freeman's okay. been with us, public relations consultant. Alyssa PR. Alyssa, as always, thank you so much for the time. Much appreciated. Thank you, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to three on 900 CHML.